Hello, and thank you for joining me, Dana of Unwind, for episode number 181 of the Just One More Row podcast. I hope everyone that celebrates Christmas had a wonderful Christmas season. It is right now uh, December 28th as of this recording. We had a really great Christmas this year, but I'll get a little bit more into that later. First of all, I'm going to tell you guys about what I have been working on. I have finally gotten an opportunity to pick my Soldotna crop back up. Uh, You guys remember I started this in November and I really have enjoyed the knit, but you know, holiday knitting just kind of took over my life for a while. So I haven't really been able to do much on it, but I've picked it back up and I've knit a few more rows on it. I still have quite a way to go on the yoke, but to be totally honest, the, um, the yoke is the most interesting part of the sweater, so I'm enjoying the, the time that I'm spending on it and not trying to rush anything. But it has been a really enjoyable knit, and I love my color choices. I feel like it's fun. It's very bright, which I have a lot of solid sweaters. I've never actually knit a Fair Isle sweater, so this is a first time for me. Uh, my gauge is spot on and I feel like I'm probably in pretty good shape to have it look like it's supposed to. So I look forward to getting a little bit closer to the underarm so I can try it on and be sure. But I'm I'm sure it'll be fine. I did swatch. So yay for me. <laughs> um, I am still, I'm working on the Zuzu's petals for Jeannie, my water aerobics instructor. I have gotten through the uh, solid stockinette part and I am now to the point where it is joined in the round. So I just have to knit the lace. The last time that I knit this for my friend Katrina, um, I got through it really quickly. This time it seems to be taking a little longer and I'm not entirely sure what that reasoning is, but it, it looks really nice. I'm using some Yankee dyer that I bought when I visited Tiffany for Maryland Sheep and Wool in 2018. I'm using some Yankee dyer in this really beautiful, like, watercolory colorway. So I think Jeannie will like that because she's um, an older lady and she's, you know, very classic in the way that she dresses. And I think that this will be something nice that she'll probably want to wear, you know, to church with a dress or something along those lines. Or, you know, maybe with a cardigan out and out and about running her errands. So she's really sweet. She actually sent me a text the other day and told me that she'd missed me because it's been a little while since I've been able to go to the pool. And she sent me some pictures of some things that she has been knitting because she is a knitter as well. Um, She sent me some pictures of some things that she's been knitting uh, with some yarn that I had given her that I had pulled out of my stash. Um, She prefers to work with acrylic, which, you know, there's room for everybody in this fun knitting world. But I don't knit with acrylic very often, so I gave her and another lady at the pool a bunch of my acrylic just to kind of get it out of the house and give them something fun to work with that they didn't have to buy since they're both on limited budgets. And, you know, it just, it got something out of my house and it helped them. So that was a good combo there. So we had a nice time with that. That was fun. Um, Okay, so I'm doing a test knit for a new designer. She is not, um, she's never published anything. So she, and I'm probably going to butcher her name. I'm going to look it up. It's, she's Chulu Loves Me on, on Ravelry. She's tentacularly on Instagram and she has come up with this pattern. It's called Clever Girl and it's a, it's a Fair Isle hat with a dinosaur which you all know how my child feels about dinosaurs. So I was all over it and volunteered to test knit. And um, she and I have known each other for a long time. Uh, She was in one of the spinning groups that I used to moderate on Ravelry. So we have, you know, have a long-term relationship that we've known each other for a while. I wouldn't call us very good friends, but, you know, we've, we've known each other for a while and we respect each other. And I, after talking to her, we have set up where I am going to be one of the dyers for kits for this pattern. So I'm actually knitting up one of the kits that I have dyed up. Um, It's got a white background. The dinosaurs are bright, like a lime-based Kelly green. And then there's some really pretty like an oceany blue and my wild orchid colorway for two of the contrasts. So 
it's going to be really fun. But I'm going to have that kit, which I'm considering kind of the gender neutral kit, despite the fact that it's got pink. It's very little pink and it. it kind of just adds some visual interest. And then I've got one that is all girly that's got different colors of pink with some orange on a gray background. And then I've got one that's all boyish that's got various colors of green and one color of brown on a white background. So the pattern will be released at some point in January. We're still working on exactly when because we want to make sure that we have all of the sizes knit up and we'd like to have um, two out of the three color stories that I've put together knit up for releasing on the same day. So hang out and wait for that. That's going to be coming up. I'll probably have an opportunity to podcast before it gets released. So hopefully we can work that out. Um, there is a technique in this pattern that I have never used before and it is a d way of dealing with long floats on the back of your knitting that is kind of stretching my mind a little bit. You know, I've done quite a bit of Fair Isle in my life. I enjoy it. And I have kind of always wanted to know how to deal with the really long floats, like, you know, more than seven or eight stitches. Like we're talking, there are some places on this pattern, that there are 14 stitches, you know, gaps. And you don't want to like do bobbins and knit it in tarsia. So there's a way of dealing with it that's kind of a, a jacquard ladder back method of dealing with long floats. I've linked it in the show notes if you'd like to see how it works. Um, you almost have to try it to truly understand it, but I'm using it on this, which because it's a new technique, it's making me very slow. So, you know, I'm, I'm doing what I can here, um, <laughs> but you know, I'm not going to get it done by the 31st, which was the original goal, but We've since moved the um, publication date back a little bit to give me more time and to give her time to knit a sample in uh, one of the other color stories. I've got to get that mailed out to her. So I will be sure to update the project page. Um, I have made a project page for it. I'll update it with pictures as I get a little bit further. I'm about a third of the way through the dinosaur so far. Um, and it looks really great. And I really like that method of dealing with long floats. I don't think you need it for anything less than, you know eight or ten stitches you could just twist your yarns together but with this it truly makes the floats invisible and it makes the back of the fabric a little bit stretchier which I feel like is something that um, is a problem with a lot of uh, ferrule patterns is you know either the floats aren't caught and you know you get you know fingers toes whatever ears stuck in them or they're you know really short and it puckers and this does not pucker so it's a really interesting technique I'm enjoying it. Um, I am actually, though, right now, everybody hold on to your hats. I'm sitting here crocheting. Now, I have not crocheted, like, pretty much all year. I don't really crochet that much anymore. Um, I just prefer knitting, to be totally honest. There's nothing wrong with crochet. I've done crochet a heck of a lot longer. I learned how to crochet when I was four. So, <laughs> 32 years plus of crochet, but... You know, when I found knitting, I just found like I found my my calling. But I have been having this weird desire to do a corner to corner blanket out of scrap yarn. So last night I just bit the bullet and sat down and started it. And I've linked the pattern that I'm using. Now the pattern that I've linked, it has you changing colors every other row because you do them kind of like little tiles and. I, it has you changing colors, you know, every row so that you have a stripe. Well, I am actually using three strands of fingering weight yarn held together. And every time one of them, because I'm using scraps, every time one of them runs out, I magic knot a new color onto it. So it is constantly changing color. And because I'm using minis that I've gotten from a lot of different people in swaps, and that are left over from some projects of my own they are none of them running out at the same time so it has this really beautiful marled effect and i'm nuts over it it is super cool i'll make sure to put a picture in the show um, in the on my ravelry page so that you guys can see it um i'll talk a little bit more about my goal with scraps um in my goals for 2020 segment but Let's just say that this is going to scrap bust a lot of things for me. And this blanket is going to weigh 30 pounds because, <laughs> of course, three strands of fingering weight yarn, dense fingering weight yarn 
crocheted on a size eye hook. This is going to be a dense and heavy blanket, but you know what? It's going to be awesome, and I'm just taking a page out of my Bestie Tiffany's book, and I'm just going to make some blankets. So, super fun. All right, concluded. I finished so many things since the last time I recorded. I just looked, and it was actually, it's been 18 days since I recorded last, so I am really proud of myself. I have done a super awesome job with getting things done. I just have to brag on myself a little bit. It's been a super busy, stressful holiday season, so I'm glad that I managed to get things finished. First of all, biggest thing first, I finished my adventuresome wrap. I cannot even tell y'all just how impressed I am with myself that I managed to finish it. And I finished it on time. I finished it on Christmas night, which was my goal because the advent kit had 24 minis and I added in an extra mini of my Tennessee Christmas colorway, which was a kind of a last minute thing that I did for Fiber in the Burrow this year. So I did 25 days worth of minis instead of 24 and I finished it on Christmas night. It has now been blocked and it is e freaking enormous. I, it took all four of my blocking mats. It went from one end to the other. It was diagonal on a queen size bed and it was hanging off both of the corners. So it is a beast. I've not gotten final measurements on it yet. I do not have a final picture of it with me. I'm hoping that at some point, maybe I can bribe one of my buds to take a picture for me because my husband is terrible at taking off pics. So I'm hoping that maybe I can get one of my friends to take a picture because it is just really amazing and I am so proud of myself. I'm pretty sure it is the biggest thing that I have ever made. I don't, I have not, I've marked it as finished, but I haven't put in final yardage into my knit meter, so I don't know exactly how big it is yet. I'm planning on weighing it, but I've got to like put a vessel on my scale, tear the weight, and then put it in there, and then I'm just going to divide it up by how much it weighs um, because it's all my journey socks so it should be fairly easy to figure out so by the time you guys hear this I'll have the final amount on my project page if you want to go look at it but I do have a picture of it blocking on my project page so if you want to see what it looked like when it was on the blocking mats that is up right now um, and hopefully I'll have the official modeled shot up before too terribly long but regardless I managed to get that done along with everything else that I had to get done. So that was a real accomplishment for me because there for a while I was a little bit freaked out. I didn't know that I would. Um, I also finished, and I, by the way, I linked the project page for the Zuzu's petals I made for my friend Katrina. I went ahead and linked that in this time's um, show notes and I'll try to go, remember to go back and link it in the show notes from the other, um, the other uh, episode where I mentioned it too because I didn't link anything yet. I just created the project page like a couple of days ago uh, because I finally got a picture of her with it. Uh, let's see. Um, I did finish Stephanie, my uh, Color Street team co-leader. I did finish the mitts and got them to her and she received them on Christmas Eve. She was super excited. She's really, really pleased with, um, with, with them. She was able to wear them the other day to walk her dogs because I think she kind of thought I was crazy when she opened up a package and they had fingerless mitts in it but then the other day she uh, sent me a picture and was like they fit perfectly and they're so warm I'm wearing them right now while I'm walking the dogs and I was like yeah that's why I did it people say they got cold hands I gotta do something about it um, I did finish Chris's socks by the hair of my chinny chin chin. I was able to get them done and get them wrapped. Um, I think I finished them on like the 22nd or 23rd. It wasn't a whole lot of lead time. I was very lucky that I, um, Chris left and took Madeline to go see Santa and I was able to bang out both sock toes while they were gone or maybe I got almost all of the second one done and I finished that while he was giving her a bath that night <laughs> so it was very yeah I guess it was um it was probably the 22nd when I got that done but yeah anyway so they, they got finished and they fit and everything's nice with those and he was loving them and then I also I did not create a project page for these so I just linked to the pattern page I knit two Bluebird of Happiness um, ornaments this year. 
for my Color Street team, we did a Secret Sister, and I happened to get Jessa, who is one of my girls on my team, and she is also a knitter. She and her mom are actually the ones who run Arkansas Yarn Company, who was a vendor last year for Into the Wool. So I was really excited to get a knitter because it made sense to knit an ornament for her. So I ended up knitting her a Bluebird of Happiness. And then I also knit one for my swap partner for the ornament and recipe swap that we did here for just one more row. So, um, so I knit one for Susie and I knit one for Jessa. So um, they're not included in my projects because I only, I think, got a picture of Jess's. I never got a picture of Susie's because I forgot. But anyway, if you want to see what Susie's looks like, you can go on the um, swap thank you thread in the Ravelry group and you can see it because she actually took a picture of it. Okay, incoming. I have a lot of stuff incoming, so I'm not really sure why I isolated this one thing. But um, one thing that Chris asked me to do this year when we were putting up the Christmas stockings and such he mentioned that um, he thought it was kind of sad that Madeline he and I all have Christmas stockings but Piccolo does not our cat and I mean well he has a stocking but his is like a store-bought stocking from Walmart that I've had for that I've used for several cats now so he thinks that I should I should make a stocking for Piccolo so that he has one to match ours so um, I ended up going on Jimmy Beans Wool's website and I bought some gold Cascade 220 and I bought some white Cascade 220 so that's what I'm going to use to knit it and I'm just planning on like making that probably pretty quick. Um, I'm probably going to try to get crystal if, even if we take the everything's still up right now we've not pulled our Christmas stuff down but if Chris ends up um, putting everything up between now and then I'll have him leave the stocking box out so that I can knit piccolos and then immediately put it in for next year. So, but my goal is to get it done in January because I'd like to have that um, already out of the way for next year. I think that would be a really good thing to, uh, to have done. And I've knit that stocking so many times. Um, I've knit it three times already. So I've got really good notes on what I did. So all I'll have to do is just go back and refer to my notes and I should be able to get those, those done. Um, and then we'll have, because Madeline's is green, mine is blue, Chris's is red, and Piccolo's will be gold. So we'll have a nice little, nice little fireplace display. Okay, so year in review. I always try to do this with the podcast because it kind of gives me a reason to go back and look at everything that I did in the past year and kind of dissect what I did versus what I had planned to do. And I don't think I did an official year in review for 2018 with plans for 2019. Like I talked a little bit about what I had accomplished, but I didn't do like a breakdown. So I didn't have a whole lot to compare like what my goals initially were versus what I finished. But I did, however, do Crafty Bingo for the Bling Your String podcast. So I I can look at what I had originally planned for that versus what I got done. So year in review, the things that I made. I made three sweaters for me, two short sleeves, one cropped long sleeve. I made a sweater for Madeline for school pictures. I made three hats for me, four pairs of socks for me. Um, only one of them was a tall pair of socks and that one was in worsted. So I made three pairs of shorty socks. I made two pairs of socks for Madeline. Those were both full height socks. I made a pair of socks for my husband, which was just the heels and toes and the Christmas tree socks. I made two pairs of fingerless mitts for gifts, one for my mom, one for Stephanie. I made a cowl for me, the uh, zigzag zone cowl, which was a shop sample for Into the Wool. That was the pattern for this past year. I made a cowl for a gift, uh, the Zuzu's petals for Katrina. I made 10 NICU noggins two ornaments and one enormous wrap that I'm betting is probably somewhere between 1500 and 2000 yards. So I did not include the wrap, like I said, in my yardage. So I'm not going to tell you all what my yardage was, but it ended up a little bit over 6,300, not counting the wrap. So I'm thinking I'm going to be close to 8,000. I'll be over 8,000, including the wrap. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. Um, the only things that I did not complete on my crafty bingo, um, I completed all of my squares except for 
make three kits from stash any craft I only made one um, and I have one partially finished that I could probably you know get done between now and the end of the year but that still wouldn't finish the square so I'm not gonna worry about it and then I had one uh, square to make six garments and I only made two I made two dresses so one of my goals for um, so I am going to be doing Crafty Bingo again in 2020 and I've adjusted my goals somewhat because I think maybe sewing goals other than quilting goals are probably not feasible for me in this stage of my life. Um, my weight still fluctuates so much um, since my surgery, <laughs> my failed surgeries. I've not really been able to work out as hard and of course holidays, I've been eating whatever I want so one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to be going back on uh, Dirty Keto in January and I'm going back on ketones. So I'm hopefully going to lose some weight. So I don't really feel like it's necessary for me to start making a whole bunch of clothes other than maybe like panties or something. Um, I, might I might make some stuff for Madeline, but right now all the pattern pieces that I've got cut out are too small for her. So I'll have to, you know, source new patterns, cut out new things, all that kind of stuff. So... I'm not super stressed about that. I just, you know, I, I'm going to adjust my plans to in, to know that I'm not going to be doing that much uh, sewing of garments, at least in the first half of the year. So my actual goals for 2020, my first two major goals are I'm going to finish my Soldatna and my Sunset Highway sweaters since they are both so far into both of them. Um... Sunset Highway, I think I only have to knit like two more inches of the body, including the ribbing, and then I have to knit the sleeves. So Sunset Highway does not lack much. Soldatna's in DK, so it shouldn't take that long either, but I want to finish both of those before beginning anything else that is large. Um, I'm just, I'm starting to feel the pressure of having all of these whips, and I just don't, I don't like it like I don't want to rip stuff because I feel like that's kind of a waste but at the same time I also don't want to sit here and have a ton of stuff hanging over my head patterns I do intend to knit in 2020 and this list is probably going to change at any given point but as of right this moment on December 28th at 2:20 in the afternoon this is my goal um, I want to knit Meg which is the sweater that I bought that yarn at uh, Fiber in the Burrow, um, I would like to knit from Nutmeg Fibers. I would really like to knit that sweater. I think it would be awesome. And I probably am going to have to knit it first after I finish the other two because otherwise it's going to be entirely too heavy by the time I get it done. <laughs> I want to knit the Norland mitts. Um, they're by Sarah Huntington Birch. They are a pattern that has been on my radar since Rhinebeck. And when I went to Rhinebeck several years ago, um, I actually met the designer because I pretty much stalked her and walked around looking at her, looking at her um, hat. She was just wearing the hat that day and um, ended up talking to her for a while. And she was super kind. And she's actually been a retreat sponsor since. So um, I actually won this pattern um, as a giveaway. I, I won a pattern of my choice on the bling your string group for participating in november's um in november's uh craft goals post so um i i don't really need the hat that much and i've got yarn set aside that i can knit the mitts with um i can probably get both out of the amount of yarn that i've got but let's face it i've got a lot of hats and i don't have a lot of mitts so i think i'm going to focus on the mitts first uh i want to make the ground pepper sweater this is by I want to click to see because I don't remember it is by Suvi Samola it is I actually have a kit for this sweater leading men fiber arts callback base um I have it in the King Max colorway uh, I bought it from him a while back so I love this pattern it's a it's a gradual fade and how he dyed the yarn it's just um a little it's it starts out really saturated and then you get fewer and fewer speckles as you change skeins and a couple of friends including um lisa she's uh, knit for keeps on ravelry i believe she knit the sweater out of uh, one of his kits and it was really beautiful so i'm really excited about knitting this 
Um, I also plan to knit the Arboretum cowl. This is by Campfire Knits. It's a free pattern on Ravelry and it's just a two color Fair Isle cowl and I just really love it. Like I've just been like, you know, seeing it. I've seen it on Instagram a few times lately. I saw a lot of people knit it for Christmas for gifts and I just really like it. So I think I'm going to try to knit that. I also tentatively want to knit Jessie's Girl. This is uh, by Elizabeth Smith Designs, and I have knit one of her patterns before. Um, it was one of my swatch accidents. I did not pay attention to my own size at the time because this is before I started having all these health problems and gained all this weight. I actually ended up giving it to my mother, and she wears it all the time. So I've got that. Um, it's a really nice, nice sweater. So uh, I can't remember the exact name of it, but it's in my projects. Um I'm pretty sure that there's a picture of me in it. It may be my mom in it. I don't remember. But anyway, this pattern, Jessie's Girl, is this boxy, almost tabard style short sleeve sweater. And it uses sport weight. And I have a couple of sweater quantities of sport weight of my own that I think would look really pretty in this. So as for other goals, I really want to spend more. Um, with my knees like this, it's going to be very difficult for me to use the Susie. So I'm probably going to be limited to the Hanson and to the Nano, which is fine. Um, I like spending on both. And Madeline's getting to the age where she's mostly leaving my stuff alone. So I think I'll be able to actually leave something out occasionally, which would be nice. You don't have to just put everything up the minute that I'm done. Because, you know, that takes away from the time. If you only have 20 minutes to spend, if you have to, like, get everything out and set it all up, you have five minutes to spend by the time you get all that done. So hopefully I'll be able to get a little bit more spinning done. Um, I haven't really bought any fiber this year. <laughs> like, I've not really bought any fiber in a couple of years. And I've given away a lot of my fiber, so I don't have a whole lot left. Um, and I'd like to spin down some of what I do that way if I'm at a festival and I see some beautiful fiber, I'll feel okay about going ahead and purchasing something. So, um, I want to knit at least five pairs of socks for adults, which could be me, my mom, or Chris, because that's pretty much who gets socks in my life. Um, and at least three more pairs for Madeline. Um, and I need to find a way to organize my hats, shawls, and cowls. If anybody has a really awesome storage solution that they've figured out or just loves the way that they do it, please post in your in the Ravelry thread what you do because I need to come up with something. I mean, we have a walk-in closet, but I don't really have a way to store things where I can see what I've got. And to be totally honest, like I was digging through the other day and I found a shawl that I knit like 10 years ago that I didn't even remember that I had made. I had to go back and look on Ravelry, which means likelihood is I've probably worn it maybe once. So I'm either going to have to start, you know, find a way to organize this stuff so I can wear it more often, or I'm going to start de-stashing knitwear. And that would be really sad for me. <laughs> um, and then speaking of de-stashing, I need to de-stash at least 20 more skeins of yarn. I have a lot. I have a lot that where my taste has changed. They're still beautiful. They're still in perfect condition, but I'm just not probably not going to get to them anytime soon. So I probably need to get, you know, deal with that at some point. So y'all may be seeing a de-stash from me pop up on Instagram because that's really how I prefer to do it. It's just more people see it in real time. If I post on Ravelry, nobody really looks at posts. I mean, I know I don't look at posts on Ravelry all that much anymore. So, um, I don't know. Maybe people look and I don't realize it. But I know that the podcast group is pretty quiet. So, I know I wouldn't put it there. But likelihood is it'll probably be on my Dana of Unwind account on Instagram. So, keep an eye out for that. My biggest goal for 2020 is what I'm going to call a scrap down. I have been going through bins in my living room. I have a couple of, of tall fabric bins, um, fabric sided bins that I keep in the bottom of my coffee table. And over time, I have, you know, done quite a few mini skein swaps, um, both at the retreat and through podcasts. Um, and I've done, you know, I've cut a lot of yarn and I have a lot of scraps because I have knit a lot of things and I just don't know what to do with all these scraps anymore. I've got a lot of scraps. 
uh, fingering weight in particular. I've got one whole bin that is just fingering weight scraps. And I mean, this is my own personal feeling. And if you don't feel like this, you know, no, no harm, no foul. But I feel really wasteful that I've got all of these scraps and I don't want to throw them away. But a lot of them aren't even long enough to make minis out of to trade anyone. So it's like, what do I do with this yarn? Well, that is where this corner to corner blanket is going to come in. I am holding three strands together so that hopefully I'll be able to get rid of a lot of these scraps and, you know, move on. <laughs> it sounds awful, but, you know, I, do, I just don't know what to do with a lot of this stuff anymore. I've, I'm trying to be less of a stuff person. I've always been a stuff person, you know, and I feel like a lot of times when you are that way, like people tend to judge, um, but I like receiving gifts. I love giving gifts too, but I love receiving gifts and I love uh, feeling like people are thinking about me and I've gotten a lot of really awesome stuff, but, and I've knit up a lot of really awesome yarn, but all I've got all these scraps and I've got a ton of DK too, but I've got a plan for those that involves using them for color work, but all of these sock yarn scraps, I mean, just what do you do? And everybody, when you do mini swaps, everybody makes their minis differently. So some mini swaps are for 10 grams, some are 15, some are seven, you know, and you have all these different size minis. So it's like, what do you do with all of them? Well, I'm going to make these blankets and I'm probably going to make, you know, I'm going to start out with one for me to make sure I like the fabric that I get and that I like the technique involved. But one of my goals for 2020 is to crochet down 20 grams of scraps i'm not 20 200 sorry grams of scraps per quarter and that's going to be one of my crafty bingo squares and how i'm going to do that i'm going to i'm going to weigh my blanket at the beginning of each quarter or weigh my whatever and make a note on my crafty bingo uh, project page and then at the end of the quarter, I'm going to weigh it. And hopefully I've gotten through 200 grams. I weighed my scraps last night, y'all. It's like in the neighborhood of about 2,000 grams. It's a lot. I've got a lot of fingering weight. And they're not necessarily scraps. They're just mini skeins and everything else. So that's my goal. And that way, too, when I create more scraps for, you know, by doing all of all these other projects I want to do, if I want to use those scraps to supplement to add a little bit different colors into my blanket, I can and it won't feel like I'm just adding to the pile. So instead of a stash down in 2020, I'm doing a scrap down because you know they really take a lot of space and you want to enjoy things and and be able to see the see the fruit of your labor as a crafter and this is something that has been on my mind quite a bit lately so that's the plan right now okay uh let's see so you say i gave up on getting the binding on my cousin's quilt before christmas family christmas I had a conversation with her. I mean, she knew the quilt was coming, so that wasn't a big surprise or anything. And we had a conversation about just the amount of stuff that I had going on. And also, the fact of the matter was, it took a lot longer to get it quilted and back to me than I anticipated. Um, I was anticipating it showing up before my knee surgery. So it was a full month later when it showed up at my house. And I just didn't have enough time, especially since... Um, the quilter had put notes in there saying that the quilt was not squared so it wouldn't be easy to do mitered quarter binding which is the only way that I know how to do quilt binding so she recommended that I try a different technique and she told me what kind to use well to be honest I don't I didn't have time before Christmas to learn a new binding technique and do a nice job because you know you don't want to screw up on somebody else's gift so I talked to Amanda and I talked to her mother and they were both fine with me taking some time. And if anything, it's just, it's giving us an excuse to see each other at a different time when we probably wouldn't. Because between Christmas and my birthday, we usually don't see them at all. So our plan right now is for me to finish the quilt by the end of January. And then either at the end of January or early February, whenever it works out with everyone's schedules, they're going to come down and bring Layla, which is Madeline's cousin that she's so close to. They're, they're six months apart in age, so they're, they're very big buds. 
and they're going to come down and they're going to spend the weekend. Um, Madeline is going to stay over with them at my in-laws house and Amanda's going to come stay here. So we're going to have, um, like, you know, just like a fun weekend where we get to spend time with them and I can give Amanda the quilt then. So when I do bind her quilt though, I was talking to Chris about it and I have my X block, my X block quilt that I made <clears throat> two years ago and it has just been waiting for binding as well. So my goal is when I get everything set up to do Amanda's quilt, I'm just going to go ahead and do mine too because it's a lot of work to get it all set up. These are queen size quilts, so they're going to take my two six foot crap, you know, vending tables to be able to support them so that I can get the binding attached. So my goal is to is to get both of them done. So I'm just going to make a weekend of it. And I think that that'll be good because that'll get two things off of my list. And it will be, you know, nice to have a new quilt on my own bed because we haven't had a new quilt since we got married seven and a half years ago, almost eight years ago now. So, yes. Um, maker's moment. I did the makeup bags for my color street team. And I also made Madeline and myself Christmas shirts. They were super cute and we loved them. She's been wearing her since Christmas too. Like she just loves, loves it. I did a Zentangle Christmas tree for her and a snowman and snowflake mandala for me. So both were super fun. Uh, it made me realize, though, how much I really do need a heat press if I'm going to continue to do a lot of heat heat transfer vinyl. But I don't really have a place for it while I still have a drum carter. So I am putting this out there right now that I am planning on selling my drum carter. If anybody is interested, get in touch with me. It is a fancy kitty kitten, and it has been motorized. It has the fine cloth, the 9120 cloth on it. And it's in fantastic shape. It's been kept clean. All the the uh, the drums are all the the cloth is very well kept. It's not bent up or anything. It's got the brush attachment, and I'll even throw in some fiber. So if you're interested in hearing about that, give me a holler, and I will tell you the details on that. I'd love to see it go to somebody that's going to use it because you know I don't plan on dying any more fiber for my business. So this is going to be something that I think is going to really um, make somebody's, make somebody's business a lot easier. I'm going to sell it for well below retail because like I said, it has been used, but it hasn't been used on any allergen fiber since I have fiber allergies. So it's mainly been used on wool and camel and, um, a tiny little bit of alpaca, very, very little and mostly like bamboo and sparkle, but it's in great shape. So if you're interested at all, let me know. I'd rather it go to, you know, a podcast listener and, uh, all that kind of stuff than for me to, try to put it up on Ravelry to the mass market that is the tools and equipment board. Uh, let's see what else. Okay, in my ears, I finished up all of my books in progress and I haven't really started another one. I did meet my Goodreads goal for 2019 and I figured that was as good a time as any to stop. Um, I think I went one book over, so I ended up with 53 books in 2019. Instead, I've been catching up on podcasts that I've been neglecting for quite a while. And uh, two of the ones that are not knitting related that I really love. Um, one is called The Other Half. And I really like this podcast. It's a history podcast, but it's all about um, consorts and queens of various places through the ages. And they've done, he did a whole lot on Roman empresses. He did, that was how he started the podcast. That was... Um, not the part that I've been listening to. The part that I've been listening to are about the women that descended from Queen Victoria. And mainly her daughters and granddaughters that were very important. And I, I'm i completely caught up now. And he's almost to the end of um, Zar, uh, the, uh, Zar Nicholas's wife, Alexandra. The last Tsarina of Russia. So... It's been a really interesting podcast. And if you like that kind of thing, he did a Queens of England podcast all the way from the Middle Ages all the way up to the, almost to the present. So it was a, well, actually it was to right before Queen Victoria. So it was a really, really interesting uh, guy that does it. He's English and he does a really great job. He researches very heavily. The podcasts come out roughly every two weeks. So if you're into history at all, you might want to check that one out. 
The other podcast, and I know I've mentioned this before, is Harry Potter and the Sacred Text. This The hosts' names are Casper and Vanessa. This podcast has been going for a very long time now. It is a really interesting concept where they read Harry Potter as if it was a sacred text and try to pull meaning from it, which, you know, a lot of it is extrapolation where there probably shouldn't be any, but, you know, they read each chapter through a theme of a particular you know, like a third particular theme. So, for example, the last episode I listened to was about sacrifice. And it was um, about what the sacrifice, like what sacrifice means and how it was exemplified through the text. And they um, do several religious practice readings in it where they take um, religious practices from various religions and they use that to um, to do sacred readings. And it sounds really strange, but I promise if you just give it a listen and you're a Harry Potter fan, you might really like it. They're both extremely intelligent people. They bring up things that I certainly never thought of. And I feel like it has deepened my love of Harry Potter, which I already super love Harry Potter. So where the wild things are, Madeline had a great Christmas. It was much more moderate than expected. I will admit um, I was a little bit concerned that my in-laws were going to go crazy overboard like they have in previous years. But they were a little bit more moderate than I expected. Of course, Chris and I always are. We're more practical than anything. I mean, we know she's a kid and we do get her toys and fun stuff. But, you know, we also try to get things that we think are going to be educational or in some way, you know, will build her up in some way. But, you know, they buy just, my in-laws usually buy just stuff that's fun, which is fine. But, you know, they also tend to spend way more money than they should. But they did a really good job this year. They bought her a lot of games and puzzles and books, which is exactly what I hoped for. They did also get her a scooter, which it's not a motorized scooter. It's just a regular one, which she has been kind of mentioning off and on. So I'm glad that they got her one. And they have a really great place for her to ride it at their house. We don't here. But um, they live in a planned community for... um, senior adults that has like sidewalks big enough for you to drive a golf cart on so they have a great place for her to drive her scooter on so she's really excited about getting outside and getting to do that um the one big thing that she got from me and chris and we actually gave it to her first on christmas eve before she'd gotten anything else was we got her a kid's digital camera And the child has always been, like, really fascinated with pictures and likes for me to take pictures of things. And, like, if something's happening and she thinks I'm not reacting appropriately, she's like, Mama, just take a picture. Take a picture. So we thought that a digital picture, uh, a digital camera would be fun for her. And we were not wrong. It has been a really big hit. Although she doesn't want to take pictures of people. She wants to take, like, what we consider artsy pictures of objects, which is really funny. Um... So my in-laws have a digital picture frame that they don't use that was actually Chris's grandmother's before she died. And so they are going to give us the digital picture frame and we're going to load Madeline's pictures onto the frame so that she can enjoy all of her photography in her bedroom. (laughs) And it will also allow us to keep the camera cleaned off so that she can continue to take more pictures because as you can imagine, little kid with a camera turned loose there's a lot of pictures of the same thing over and over. So we're going to have to like clean it up a little bit before we load it onto the frame, but she's really enjoyed it. We're also working on open enrollment for kindergarten. I know I've mentioned before that I don't want her to go to the school that's at the front of our neighborhood for a variety of reasons, mainly that it gets horrible, horrible reviews with parents that I know, um, They're not happy with the school. They're not happy with the administration. They're not happy with the teachers. So I definitely don't want her going there next year. And it looks like the school that she's at pre-K is not going to allow us to put her in there for kindergarten. Simply because it is a very, very populated school. And they actually pulled them out of the open enrollment pool because they have that many kids coming in, they think. So we are looking at a couple of different schools. We just have to talk to several people that we know to find out you know what their opinions are on those various schools um I know people who have kids in a couple of the schools that are options for us I just have to talk to them to find out you know like what option they think that would be best um because they all know my daughter so 
hopefully we can get that straightened out soon because we have to apply I think by the middle of January in order to be considered um, so wish us luck on that one that's hopefully this will be the last time that we have to deal with this until we start talking about high school so let's let's hope that this is taken care of for a little bit at this point all right into the wool once again Dana's gonna be a broken record Dates for 2020 are September 17th through the 20th. Costs will be $400 a person and will include eight meals, lodging, snacks and drinks, all activities, entrance to the market, a goodie bag, and a t-shirt. Attendee signups will begin on February 1st, 2020 at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Please set an alarm on your phone because I can promise you that it's going to go like wildfire. We already, we saw that happen last year. And if you are not there right when it starts and it sells out, then you will have to go to the wait list, which we did end up going through our entire wait list the last couple of years. That is entirely possible that that can happen again. But, you know, I'm not able to give you any guarantees that that will be what happens. So try to be on time and get your get your name in. That way you can get a spot it is first come first served we do not play favorites um we do ask that you only sign up if you really intend to come because if you sign up and you don't intend to come and you're just like taking up a spot to like keep your options open then you are taking a spot from someone who wants it so please only sign up if you intend to come um there are 90 attendee spots um, actually there are 89. I take that back because we have one vendor that has two people. So there are 90 attendee spots, uh, not 89 attendee spots, 10 vendor spots because one of them is, one of them is two people. And, uh, as, and I actually count in that bunch. And then one coordinator, coordinator spot for Tiffany for a total of 100 spots for the weekend so if you are interested at all please like i said make a note on your phone um our previous attendees always do that like at the uh they do that at the bye bye blowout at the end of the retreat so that they don't forget so just remind you to do the same our vendors have been selected we will be notifying the public of our vendor selections on january 21st they'll be announced on ravelry and on our instagram account so if you are interested in seeing who's going to be vending with us, definitely keep an eye out for that. Hear ye, hear ye. A couple days left in the last two-month period of 6 and 19. I'm the sponsor for this month, and the, the prize is a skein of yarn and the winner's choice from my shop. So definitely get those last-minute projects in we will be doing 6 and 20 the rules will be the same as 6 and 19 except it will be all pattern prizes and the first uh, the first uh, prize donator is windswept Monique thank you so much Monique for that I really appreciate you donating if you would like to be a pattern sponsor for um, the any of the other periods any of the other five periods in, in 2020 please contact me I would really appreciate it um, it will help me a lot with keeping the cost of doing the podcast down. Color Street's gearing up for our next big holiday, Valentine's Day. Those strips will be released soon, but if you want a chance to get some early, the best way to do it is through the Nail Club I run in my VIP group on Facebook. You get one set plus shipping for a low price every month, and you'll always have awesome nails, and I will try to match it up to something that is your taste. I feel like I do a really good job with that. Um, check out my Color Street site linked in the show notes to see the entire catalog and join my Facebook group to get all of the best deals, including how to sign up for the nail club. You can request a Color Street sample by clicking the link in the show notes. Please, only one sample per customer as I do have to pay for them. Thank you to those of you who have donated since my last episode. I've had a couple of people give PayPal donations and I really do appreciate it because it basically helped pay me back for what I've had to pay for the last few months. And if you feel the need or would like to support the podcast, um, I really appreciate you doing that in um, using the PayPal button on the show notes blog. One other thing, and I always put this in the show notes, but I always forget to mention it. I have an Amazon Associates account as well. And if you go back and look at any of my episodes where there has been um, a book linked or a, a uh, audio book, 
Those are Amazon Associates links. I am required by their rules to put a disclaimer with those links. So anywhere you see the disclaimer that they are Associates links, and I do get a small kickback for someone clicking through them. If you click that link and go shop on Amazon, even if you don't buy the item that I have linked, I get a small percentage and that is deposited into my bank account at the end of every month. So I haven't had a donation. I mean, I, I haven't had a, a deposit in quite a while through that. But if you want to help the podcast and you have Amazon shopping to do anyway, if you click through the show notes link, um, you can do that. Like, that's a really easy way for you to donate without actually having to give me anything yourself. Because Amazon will do it for you. So, if you don't mind doing that, I would really appreciate it. That would be a super big help. Alright. I've got a site full of yarn right now. If anyone is interested, I have actually just listed a whole bunch of new stuff. Um, the shop is full. So, through 11.59pm Eastern Standard Time on the 31st of... December, so 11.59, one minute before the ball drops in New York, save 25% on your entire order, excluding the enamel pins, with code ENDOF19, E-N-D-O-F-1-9. I will be doing my yearly inventory from January 1st through the 5th, but will ship everything that is ordered as soon as the order comes in. So if you order at 11.59 Eastern Time, I will go ahead and ship your stuff on the 2nd, like when the mail runs again. Um, so you don't have to wait for me to be done with inventory to get your stuff shipped. Um, like I said, though, I did put the enamel pins up and I know a lot of people have been waiting for that. So that listing is up as well as a boo bunch of sweater quantities. I think there are six. So if that is something that you've been thinking about getting from me or getting from someone in general with your Christmas money, now is the time because I've got quite a few. They're in varied colorways, varied yarn bases, and I would love to see those go to a new home. Um, and right now is a great time to get them with a really good coupon. 25% off is really the highest I ever offer. So code ENDOF19, end of 19. I also really quickly would like to give a shout out to my bestie Tiffany, the project bag, who is going to be doing a podcast. She's going to be on YouTube. It is under the name Christian Crafter, and it's her face on there as her profile pic. I don't know the name of her podcast. She may just keep it um, Christian Crafter. I'm not entirely sure, but she's been doing a Vlogmas, and it went so well that she has decided that she's going to do a podcast. So I hope you guys will give her a listen. I know she'd really appreciate that. Well, I guess that's the end for me. So thank you so much to everyone for listening to my last podcast of this decade. Oh my goodness. And I will see you guys in 2020. Bye. Take care.